coming up on a brand new episode of Hello Ross. The Long Island medium herself, Teresa Caputo, stops by to say, If I didn't have my parents to be so understanding and supportive and so spiritual, I could have been easily diagnosed with someone with schizophrenia or could have been diagnosed or put, or put away somewhere. I mean, I would say these crazy things that everyone was like, how does she know that? That's crazy. All that and so much more on a brand new episode of Hello Ross. Look, Bumble knows you're exhausted by dating. All the, must not take yourself too seriously, and 6-1 since that matters, and what do I even say other than, hey? <sighs> well, that's why they're introducing an all-new Bumble, with exciting features to make compatibility easier, starting the chat better, and dating safer. They've changed, so you don't have to. Download the new Bumble now. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to the program, and a big one today, everybody. I cannot believe it, but Teresa Caputo, the Long Island medium herself, is here. We are doing like a a cross-podcast. Do you remember in the Jetsons with the Flintstones? Are you old enough to remember that? So there were cartoons when we were kids, and one was the Jetsons, one was the Flintstones, and for some reason, they did a crossover event where like all of a sudden, the Jetsons from the future were with the Flintstones in prehistoric times and vice versa. Yeah, that was a real, what do the kids uh, call it? A, um, a mind fuck. <laughs> That's what it was. I remember being like, what? Well, we're doing that today. Teresa Caputo and I, we are flip-flopping. I am on her podcast this week. Her, it's called Hey Spirit. She's giving me a reading. And then she's here today on, on Hello Ross, on our podcast. And we're going to break down her entire process. I am riveted. I always have been just riveted about what's next. Where do we go? What happens to us? I cannot wait to find out. I mean, I can wait. Let me be very clear. I can wait. I'll wait to find out until it's my time. But today we're going to try to find out a, a little bit what we can from Teresa Caputo about what happens next. You understand? I'm not going anywhere. No, please. I'm here. I am. I'm very excited for that conversation. I got to tell you what I did this week, though. For the second time in a row, I guess it, we did it last year and this year now. So maybe it's an annual tradition now. Uh, a, a group of friends of, of mine, people I love, and and my husband Wellington, we went to see the Rockettes. Oh my God! Let me tell you something. I, I know what you're thinking, Ross. It's so cheese fest. Yeah, it is. It is absolutely cheesy and so silly and an overdose of holiday joy. And I am here for it. Let me tell you something. They force feed the holiday spirit. Just they cram it down your throat. And I'm begging for more. The only thing that bugs me is when I see these Rockettes up there kicking with everything that they have and a one and a two and they're all in unison and there's the jazz hands and they don't, they're not even out of breath. I'm telling, I just look at them and I think, why can't I do that? I meant to do that. I, I mean, I feel the same way when I watch figure skating. Why can't I do that? Why can't I do a, a triple sow cow? I want to do that. And I've always thought, always thought that somewhere deep inside me, there is a figure skater. <laughs> okay. Pause for laughter. You know what I mean though? Not literally, but like, I do believe like I, I should be able to do that. I feel the same way when I watch someone at a piano bar play the piano. Why can't I do that? You know, it's just such a bummer when like your soul and the stupid body doesn't match up. Because we are, we are just souls inside bodies, you know, these are vessels. And I like to think one day when the vessel's done, we get up and we go somewhere, vacate, get out, time to move. 
we go somewhere else. That's what I like to think. It brings me comfort. I don't know if it's true. But I do know our next guest has a much better idea than I do. She is something else. You know, I got to see her recently here in Long Island uh, do her thing in front of a couple thousand people. She had two nights in a row at this huge theater, the Paramount, sold out both nights. And um, I watched her. And whether or not you believe, I'll tell you something's going on. The response she brings out of these people, she elicits this response from people. There's something going on. And in this interview, I'm going to do a couple things. I, I want to make sure you all go listen to Hey Spirit to hear my reading. Um, but I want to get answers from her about what's happening. How is she, how is she receiving these messages? What does it mean? And what does it mean to those of us who have lost people and want to know what's going on? I also want to see now that when I'm not in Palm Springs, I live here on Long Island. I also want to see, and most importantly, if she'll go to happy hour with me, because I really think that if I'm spotted with Teresa Caputo, I suddenly will have a stamp of Long Island royalty adjacent, you know, from her. So is that too much to ask? Well, let's find out because the one and only unbelievable, kind, I think real deal, Long Island medium, Teresa Caputo is here to say, hello, Ross. What's up, everyone? It's Reality Steve, your number one source for all things Bachelor Nation and reality TV. Every day, I'm giving you the behind the scenes juice and your info on all your Bachelor Nation stories and also interviewing some of your favorite reality stars. My name has been synonymous with spoilers, but I'm so much more than that. Give me a listen. The Reality Steve podcast, part of the Believe Network. Just search B-L-E-A-V on YouTube or wherever you listen. Hello, Ross. Oh, hello, Teresa Caputo. And I, I'm exhausted. We just had a reading of over an hour, a marathon of you uh, reading, giving me a reading. Are you okay? <laughs> I, I like- am fine. I'm, yes. I actually feel rejuvenated after I read. I you actually, do? when I don't read, yeah, when I don't read for some time, I become drained um, and I become flat. It almost likes when I, when I read, I become rejuvenated. It's almost like a, a someone who's super athletic. Like they're, you know, they love going to the gym because when they're done yeah. with it, they feel great. Oh my yeah. God. I'm exhausted, Teresa. That was an emotional roller coaster for me. Um, and something else. I use that exact term. I say spirit takes us on this emotional roller coaster of feeling pain, sorrow, loss, and grief. And then in the next moment they have, they come through with laughter and such comforting messages that really give us the ability to heal. And it is, it's very, very emotional. I think about what you do in, in, in some ways. And, you know, we talk a lot about uh, on this program, we've sort of been, especially around the holidays, we've been talking about grief because there's no handbook. There's no way to do it. Yep. Um, and I think about what you do for, almost to me is equivalent of like in a beautiful way, like a doctor or a nurse, because it's all about healing. Yes. It really is about providing a service that helps people who, who need it. I've never felt more vulnerable or in more need of just simply the word help than when I've in, been in the throes of grief, you know, and you're there for people in that. And does it take a toll on you? Um, no. 
No, I, and I say this because I feel like this is what I was meant to do. Mm -hmm. My body, I was built this way. It's almost like, you know, how I say things and get things. I mean, listen, who isn't tired after a long day's of work, right? A long day of work. Aren't you exhausted and tired? And, totally. You know, yeah. so uh -huh. it's the same thing. Yeah, I'm tired. I get tired, but I love what I do. And I always, like, I feel so excited right now. Yeah. I saw you, I saw you during it. Like, it didn't seem like work for you. I kept checking in, like, are you okay? Do you remember, I mean, how many times in our reading did I ask, like, are you okay? Are yes. You are you okay? Because you're so <laughs> animated. You're in it. But I did see it. It's like, you know, when I see my friends, I'm lucky to have friends who are comedians and I go see them perform and I just see them. And I go, oh God, this is so what they're meant to be doing. Or I, on RuPaul's Drag Race, I judge. And I think you are meant to be doing this. You, I have to say, as someone who just watched you do your thing in real time, you are so meant to, to do what, what you do. Do you get that? Are you able to receive? I do. No, but from the people that you, that you do it for, are you able to receive what it means to us, the people who, who get your gift? I did not until after Long Island Medium. Um, I realized Ooh, the TV show. Yeah. So I realized what I did helped people. I mean, I, I don't know if uh, your listeners are familiar with with me and how I became to be, quote unquote, the Long Island medium. I, I was, Well, I want to know the whole story of how you go from just being a, a medium yeah. that nobody knows mm -hmm. or, you know, have clients to like then the most famous medium in, in the world. Well, not only that, I was someone who I couldn't leave my house. I was so riddled with anxiety because I'm empathic. I pick up and feel spirit brings me through their departure. So I feel the way that they died. And I was at such a point in my life that I couldn't even leave my house. This is prior to the TV show? Yes. I was about 29. It was right after I had my daughter. And so you are, your, your process is that you are, you feel it. You, you are, if someone died with a, I saw you with a painful injury, you actually feel that in your I body feel it. it manifests mm -hmm. physically if someone if someone dies like tragically or or uh if there was internal but like I'll actually taste blood Whoa. so it's something that they bring me through but you see you have to understand growing up I mean I can remember seeing spirits at the age of four and I remember saying to my mom I don't feel right I feel different than everyone else I don't feel like I belong here and my mom would literally say to me, listen, you're not adopted. Stop feeling that way. You belong to this family. And it wasn't until I accepted my gift that I understood that. Yeah. But how do you do that? How, how do you, as a kid, I mean, cause I, listen, I, I'm going to, yeah, but I it. thought everyone was seeing, I thought everyone was seeing the things that oh. I was, I was seeing. I just thought it was normal. This is what I thought was normal. And I come from a very spiritual family and also a very strong faith family. I always say, you know, I'm a practicing Catholic, even though they don't agree with what I do. They take my money every week, but that's a different <laughs> That's a different that's story. A different... We can talk about <laughs> yeah. that later. Well, but, you, when, when is the moment, Teresa, that you realize that you are not, quote, normal? Well, for me, it is normal. Like, I want to know who decided what normal is. For me... Well, then let me say it this way. I love your answer because people ask me that too mm -hmm. when they're like, when did you come out? When did you realize to yourself you yeah. weren't normal? I'm like, screw you for starters. Gay is normal. Yeah. But how about this? Exactly. When did you realize that you, you operated in a specific way? Um, I learned that on, it was... I was almost 30. Yeah, it took you from four seeing people, like seeing people to 30 to understand what was going on? Well, because I was blocking it. I blocked it. And then oh. I think the the big turning point for me was really blocking it was when my dad's mom passed. And I remember having this breakdown at her wake and like freaking out because I saw her in the casket, but she was talking to me. And I literally lost, like I could not understand that. Then I completely shut down from that. Yeah. So from the age of 16 to... um you know, 
28, I kind of really blocked it. I, but then I couldn't leave my house. Uh, my anxiety was heightened so much that I, it was, it was awful. And Teresa, um, I didn't know you went through all this. Yeah. That means, Cause that must be so hard to mm-hmm. sort of explain to yourself that you're not, I, I'm going to use this. I think this is a scientific term and I, I hope you're not offended. Fucking nuts. Yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, listen, I, I've said this before. If I didn't have my parents to be so understanding and supportive and so spiritual, I could have been easily diagnosed with someone with schizophrenia or could have been diagnosed or put, or put away somewhere. I mean, I would say these crazy things that everyone was like, how does she know that? That's crazy. And, you know, to the point of when, here's another story. One of my cousins specifically remembers me saying we were in my grandmother's house and I was talking to the drapes. And he goes, who are you talking to? And I'm like, I'm talking to nanny. And he's like, listen, you're messed up. Nanny's effing dead. And you're talking to the drapes. And he like, he walked uh. away from me. Like it was like, this is what would happen. So, so w- when's the moment then that, that, that you start to understand that it's, there is a gift here. So my mom, um, a friend of hers, uh, was, a, is a spiritual healer and she would teach these spiritual awareness classes. And she was talking about me to her one day. And, and she had said, you know, Ronnie, why don't you let her come to one of the classes? And here's the kicker. I was deathly afraid of the rain. I wouldn't go out if it was raining. I know the, 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 these are the, and every Wednesday night she had these classes and every Wednesday night it would torrential downpour. And I never went to the classes. Hmm. So one night I rustled up the courage to go. And that night changed my life. It was almost like this safe place for me to, um, explore, and understand my gift. And I wasn't afraid to say the things that I was feeling and they meant nothing to me, but life-changing to the person that I was speaking to. God, that had to be a weird thing to wrap your head around too. You know, to- I, I struggled with it for five years. For five years, I struggled with it. I was like, okay, all right, now I get it. I'm starting to feel better. I'm starting to feel normal. Um, and then, um, I was, I would literally have this conversation like, okay, why was I blessed with this gift? And why is someone going to want to come and see a medium? I couldn't understand that. And then nine 11 happened and I had a spiritual experience where I was shown and I was told in this experience from my spirit guides that I needed to do this work. People deserved and needed the gift of healing of knowing what happened to their loved ones. Thousands of people died and no one knew what had happened to them. And, uh, I put my gift in God's hands and I said, if this is my soul's journey, uh, open every door and I will gladly walk through it with my gift to help people heal from the loss of their loved ones and to move on with their life with as much happiness and joy. And here I am over two decades later. And your spirit guides told you that. Do we, do we all have spirit guides? Yes, we all have spirit guides. We, I believe we all have the ability to connect with our own loved ones. I always say to people, you don't need to go to a medium to connect with your loved ones. I know that's what I do for a living, but I really want people to know you have that connection. You have that bond. What I'm able to do as a medium is to validate for you that you're not crazy. It's not your imagination. It's not wishful thinking. It is your loved ones giving you that little hello from heaven. So you decide to go all in on your gift and Mm -hmm. what happens? How do you, how do you, you go all in, but then who finds you to give you this, this platform of the TLC show? So what, fast forward, uh, probably almost 10 years, um, I read uh, my manager who, she's my manager now, her name is Courtney. She unfortunately lost her dad Mm. and she did not know how to go on after the loss of her dad. 
and uh, she came for a reading and it changed her life. Wow. And she did not know how to go on without the loss of her, you know, with losing her dad. Yeah. And it literally gave her her life back. Mm. And, you know. The information you gave her, the reading you gave her, giving her that closure and that peace. Mm -hmm. That's how monumental it can be to know that, to get confirmation that they're okay for people, you know, and there's so many people that listen to our show who are struggling with grief, but there are a lot of people who luckily haven't been through it yet. And I feel like either position our listeners are in, whether you're on the other side of losing somebody or you haven't gone through it yet, you need to be equipped either now or later with how to do it. And what you give Mm -hmm. people, Teresa, is this confirmation. So you gave it to Courtney and what did she do? She at the time worked uh, as a producer for TRL. Remember TRL back in the day? Uh, hello, Carson <laughs> Daly, of course. Yes, yes She, yes, she yes, worked yes. with Carson Daly. Okay. Um, and uh, she had said to me, she said, do you want to do a television show? She says, everyone should have, be, have, should be able to experience the gift that I've been given. And I was like, okay. So I thought I was going to do a couple of TV shows and go on with my life. And here I am now, over 10 years later, traveling around on a tour bus. I have a tour bus and I travel all over the United States doing live shows. You're like Dolly Parton. You have a tour bus. I got the big hair. I even got the boobs. (laughs) (laughs) I don't have the little waist, but I got the hair Uh, and the boobs. You look great. You look great. I, I do have to, I mean, do we, I want to talk to you about your hair too, because I love anybody with a, with a, um, not the shtick isn't the word. How about a look? You know what I mean? With a mm-hmm. unique, I think if they can make a character of you and anyone could look at it and identify that's her, mm-hmm. you know, it's yeah. why I don't gray my, dye my hair because I'm like, hello, it's, it's, it's a trademark. It's a thing, right? It is. It, it is what it is. <laughs> I love, I love my hair. I love big hair. I always had big hair. I've always had long nails. So stop commenting on my page to change my hair because it's not happening. <laughs> people, oh, they do comment. Oh, don't read them. No, some, no, some people, I, I really don't. You know, people, they write articles like, oh, fans are upset about her hair. I'm like, oh, God, this is hilarious. <laughs> Can I tell a quick story about you? I, when I had my show, Hello, Ross on E!, I did an, uh, a, a sketch where I put, you are the Long yes. Island medium. I played the extra large medium, which mm-hmm. was, you know, because I was like chubby, big, you know, big. And yes. I did the big hair and the nails. And I did a whole a thing. And I was like, I love you so much. So I hope you you, you would see it and like it. And you did see it. Of course. And you sent me a video that we played the next week on the, the air where you said, Ross, good job, but your hair wasn't big enough and your nails weren't long enough. Long enough. <laughs> <laughs> and I remember that you like, she gets it. She knows. She's, yes. She's in, I love totally. that. I love yeah. that. I love that. I mean, well, I just... Because I almost feel like, like, I don't look at it as poking fun or, you know, to me, I look at it as people just admiring or liking something, you know, I don't know. It's also because you're, you're one of a kind. And I, I don't know, it's something when you said, when we had that normal conversation at the beginning of of that moment, the beginning of this, you know, I suddenly had this like, and it's so different, our, our lives and whatever we do are so different, but I related to you as a little kid who was ashamed of who they were and what they could do and didn't understand it. I, 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 when you said that, I all of a sudden like kind of got what it must've been like for you because as a little gay kid, I didn't understand it. I didn't know what it was. I didn't see it. Someone could translate it for me. Right. Mm-hmm. And it was kind of like a secret and you, you had to deal with that too. Right. Yeah. That's so, you know, but, but I, I attribute all of who I am to my parents because they like 
you know, still, if I say to my dad, you know, my dad would be like, all right, I heard things in the house, you know, make sure you take all the dead people with you when you leave the house, you know, like he's still like freaked out of what I do, but so, so supportive. And, and I, I want people to realize, and I think that's why I share so much of how I became who I am and how I felt, because I think a lot of us feel that way, whether we have the ability to communicate with spirit or, or, or we're gay, whatever it is, mm-hmm. it's your normal. Mm-hmm. And it's up to you to honor and embrace it and respect yourself enough. And if you don't mind me saying, I always say, God made us this way. <laughs> embrace who God intended you to be and love and honor it. And when you did that, look what happened, you know, to you yeah. as you were like able to share the gift. Now, did you get used to being famous or was it weird for you? I, I still don't think I'm famous. You're I out of your mean, mind. I, You're out I of your swear. mind. You know you are. You I, have a tour no. bus, Teresa Caputo. You have a tour. You don't. I, do, right? you don't I do. But the supermarket and get a tour bus. You know, you are. I do. Famous- well, I, I do go to the supermarket. Do you know, I get people that say to me all the time, what are you doing here in Target? And I'm like, uh, I'm buying toilet paper. You know, same thing. What are you doing here? I don't I know. know. What are you doing here? Like I, but I, but I live, like I told you this, I still live right next door to where I grew up. I've lived on my block for 50 years. I still live next door to my parents. I love that. And we're, and we are neighbors now. You know, I did reach out to you when I moved here because we're, we're friends on, on yes. social media. And I was like, can we get happy hours soon? And we, we're, we're going to we go do it. We have to. We're going to do it. We're doing it. I don't think we're that far away from each other. I've always felt no. a connection to you. I ever mean, since the first time I, I saw you, I just remember like, oh, who's that? She's my type. And I'm... <laughs> Just one, like, I just like you. I just like the way you look. I like, Aww. I like your whole thing. If I was a straight man, you'd have to watch out. I, I just want to put I, it that way. <laughs> well, I was just going to say, if I was a man and I was gay, you'd have to watch out. <laughs> I think we're safe. You know, my, I'll tell my husband, he doesn't have to worry. He can come to happy hour with us, but I've oh, always. Absolutely. Uh, and I'm riveted by what you do because I, 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 nothing is hurt as bad mm-hmm. ever ever as losing my parents. And, and I, I know what kind of thing you do, what, what gift you bring to people. It's interesting when we, you were giving me my, my reading, which people can hear on your podcast right now. Uh, mm-hmm. And what's the name of your podcast? It's called Hey Spirit. Hey Spirit. Uh, hey Spirit with Teresa Caputo out right now. Um, you mentioned that you can't, you're not visited by your loved ones who have passed on. It's funny. It's like almost like being like a violinist who can't, who can't hear their own music. It's so bizarre to me that you can't turn your own gift onto yourself. Well, I, I get signs from them. And so I just don't dream of them. I don't connect with them in that way. And I, again, once again, I share these things about myself because people think that because I'm a medium, like some people say, well, I know, I think my mom's mad at me because she doesn't come to me in my dream. She only goes to my sister. Well, that doesn't mean that she's not with you. You might not just connect with her in that way. And that's one of the reasons why I actually wrote one of my books called Good Grief was because I started to realize throughout these readings that people were putting so much pressure on grief, on that I should be feeling this, I should be feeling this, and people will tell me this, I shouldn't be doing that, maybe I should be doing this. And I would always say to my clients, listen, you grieve the loss of your loved ones the way that you feel that you need to. And I stress this, and I even think I said this to you earlier. And if you're, you know, don't self-medicate. And if you are, get help. It's out there. And, you know, that we have 12 steps of grief. You might go through those. Mm-hmm. You might not. Or you might not go through them in, in that order. It's okay. So what good good grief did was we talked about all of them. And then I, I gave like little um, mantras and little things to do to help us through 
that little grief. So, and a lot of people were like, oh, I didn't realize that I, I didn't have to feel that way or that it's okay that I don't feel that way. Good grief is a great title, by the way. I'm curious when, um, I'm going to ask you something and I hope it doesn't sure. sound morbid. Um, but I'm, because you have Listen, such- I, I talk to dead people. Nothing <laughs> is morbid. <laughs> Fair enough. Fair enough. So here's my question then, because, you know, you, you have a better idea or a very clear idea of what kind of what happens next and that you are able to communicate. So like, are when somebody close to you leaves this planet, when they die, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. are you sad because you can still talk to them or see, see them? Or do you grieve the same way we do is my question. Absolutely. Absolutely. I grieve the loss of my loved ones, but there's some of that peace that I hold inside me that I know that they're okay. And that mm. they're just with us in a different way, but we still grieve because we still crave that that physical connection, right? Yes. So, so even though you know, you know even though you know it with complete sure. certainty, you still grieve. That gives me honestly it makes me feel better. It makes me feel better because even though I get, I just had this amazing reading reading with you, and 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 I want people to hear that. And I, I feel as close to my parents that I. Uh, that I have since they've been gone, since our reading. And that's the gift that you get, you gave wow. me. But I, I still wish they were here. Of course. Know? Yeah. Of course. And that's okay, right? Absolutely. We're going to grieve the loss of our loved ones for the rest of our lives here. But the healing process is something different. And that's what I want people to be able to do is to heal. What's the and difference just because, between grieving so, and healing? Well, grief is sometimes where we're just stuck in this sadness and sorrow and this whole, the healing is being able to heal from all of those burdens, the negative emotions that we carry. Because something odd happens uh, sometimes when we lose a loved one. We kind of look back and we say, we should have did this. We could have done that. Well, maybe if we did this, or mm-hmm. maybe if this was done, maybe this wouldn't have happened. Mm-hmm. You know, there are so many different layers to that. There are. And if we focus on those things, how can we heal? You know, it's, so interesting, it's, a, it's, it's interesting because you, there is, there's almost, because grief is something that never ends, I feel like. No, no, and, it won't. And there's almost guilt when you are healing because mm-hmm. you're like, I should still be grieving. Well, and, but you can grieve and heal simultaneously. Yes. 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 Just by letting go of these negative emotions, these burdens, these guilts, these should have, could have, would have, doesn't mean that we're letting go of our loved ones. We're just letting go of the emotions that do not give us the ability to heal. Mm. Mm. This is big stuff, Teresa. Yeah. But you know what, Ross? This is how I also live my life. I don't focus on the things that I don't have control over. (laughs) I I can't, I'm, I'm not responsible for certain things. I'm not responsible. If, if I can't change it or I can't, then I don't worry about it. Hmm. I worry about it. What all. is it going to do? <laughs> I well, that. I, 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 I've, I've learned, of, of course we worry, but when you stop and you say, okay, but what can I do to fix it or to improve it or to change it? And if there's nothing, then I, I let it go. Um, I have a question. When you meet somebody, can you tell what they're thinking? Like if they're like lying to you or they, they are, have a dark past or a hidden secret, or you get vibes of people right away? Uh, sometimes, um, mm. I, I don't, I also use my, I don't use my gift for anything but healing. Cause oh, I also good. like karate, because, what, <laughs> right? You, because, you know, remember Mr. Miyagi was like, yeah. don't, you only use it for good. 
That's correct. Yeah. Well, only because I, I think a lot of people might also have a little bit of a misconception of what I do. I mean, I don't know things. And it's, it's, the way, it's the way my personality is and the way that I am. And some people find it insulting if I say, oh, I really don't know anything about you. Because it's actually harder for me to read someone if I know something about them. I get that. Because then I sit back and I say, hmm, was I, did I read about that? Do I know that? Mm-hmm. So I like my naiveness, if I might, may say so that, you know, in, in, in that way, because I just say whatever it is, whatever it is that I sense and feel. Yeah. And that makes it a more authentic re- uh, reading, I think. Absolutely. A- absolutely. How about this? You know, you have spirits come to you. Is there ever, here's, here's what I mean. You know, we meet people in this world and I would say like 99.99999 people are good. Good. You meet really Mm -hmm. good people. And then there there are dark, dark people Mm -hmm. in this world. Mm -hmm. Do you ever get somebody from over there who comes to you that you're like, Ooh, no, no, no energy. I don't want this. So this is how I'm going to, uh, interpret this for you. I've always said, uh, that I don't know how this works for me, but when I put my gift in God's hands, I said, I only want to channel souls that walk in your light. Ooh. And I only, I only want good messages. I don't want to know anything bad unless if we can prevent something. So I've said this for many years and probably maybe about 10 years ago, I was reading a woman and unfortunately her daughter was murdered. And, uh, I could see below her, there was like a a shadow, like a lower energy, but I couldn't lower my vibration to feel anything from that energy. So I said to the woman, I said, uh, your daughter has someone with her, uh, but I can't lower myself. And she says, she wants you to know that he is remorseful and that he is sorry from what he took from you. And he want you to know that he knows what he has done and he is sorry. And I said to myself, I can't say this to this woman, but it's not my job to filter. I have to say whatever it is that spirit gives me. And the woman looked at me and she was crying and she says, that's why I came here. She said, I wanted to know. What? Yep. If imagine if he, you hadn't said it, imagine you just would yeah. have second guessed it and been like, mm, I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna. But, but that's the point. I can't, it's not, I, what I do, what I will take credit for is that I find, I have found a way to deliver these messages with dignity and grace. Hmm. Because again, what I've learned over the years, Ross, is people die very tragically. And there's a lot of sadness and sorrow. There's a lot of quote unquote, maybe dark secrets. I don't need to know them. I don't care how many people can't heal. Do you know how many times I have to say to someone, let the justice be that my soul is at peace with God. That's my symbol for that. There's a lot of things left uncovered. Someone might've been murdered. No one was being held accountable for the departure, or maybe they had done, you know, done things that they, that loved one might've thought that they wouldn't be with God or be okay. And I've learned that I don't need to know the nitty gritty. It's none of my Mm -hmm. business. Mm -hmm. And I'll literally say to someone, look, I don't care. And I'm not, I don't mean it literally that I don't care. It doesn't matter because at the end of the day, what matters is that you lost your loved one and you have to find a way to live your life with as much happiness and joy. And that is what this is about. I don't care about anything else. Such a gift. It really, truly, I'm like just blown away by you. And I, I, I can, I, I, I'm trying to 
understand it in terms of, 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 of me. And the only way I can kind of understand it is like when I'm up on stage and I'm doing, or like on a TV show and like a joke comes to me, I didn't think of the joke, you know, I just sort of step, I step aside and let it come out, you know? Mm -hmm. And it, I think that that's, that's what I can equate. And I think anyone who kind of writes a song, like they kind yeah. of just step aside and then I say the divine comes through. There's some, there's some sort of portal where something comes through, right? It, it's like that. Absolutely. Absolutely. These aren't my, I've always said it for years. I'm like, I don't know how this works. All that I know is when I start connecting with spirit, they clear out my own personal thoughts, feelings, and emotions. And it's like my, my, my mind goes blank. Like, it's like, there's nothing there. And I actually did this on Dr. Oz live where, mm. uh, Dr. Amen read my brain as I was reading someone. And, and what'd we find out? It showed that I am able to access a part of my brain that we typically don't. And that my brain literally like it flatlines, like there's no, <laughs> but I'm talking. Wow. Yeah. Wow. Yeah. So I, I don't know. I don't know if that's uh, quote unquote proof. Like I'm telling you, this is how I felt. Okay. And now we were able to say, oh yeah, this really does what happened. I can't explain there's it. Something scientific to it. Well, there's also something, um, so it's just so spiritual. It really is so special. And, mm -hmm. and it's like, we, this time of year is so tough for people. And I think as, as sure. like, we are all reaching for something that makes us feel like, um, we're okay. They're okay. We'll be okay. That's why I wanted to talk to you specifically now, but mm -hmm. selfishly for me, for, you know, and our beautiful, <laughs> beautiful reading that I cannot thank you enough for, you know, and I, and I, I just stress people, I, I encourage them to go listen to, um, to Hey Spirit and my episode and all the episodes because it is, um, it's something super special. And then do people actually like, they can book readings with you or you, do you just do yeah. theaters? Now, are you, can people get a one-on-one -on -one with you still at this level? Sure. Uh, on my podcast. Absolutely. Just like how you did. I have a hotline mm -hmm. that people can call. Um, it's one eight six six T Caputo. Um, <laughs> you have your own hotline <laughs> and a, you have a hotline and a tour bus and yet you don't think Listen, you're famous. It's a hotline to heaven. Okay. <laughs> I love it. Well, listen, I, I treat, I, I have an amazing gift. Yeah. And I, I literally feel like I am just Teresa Caputo. I have been blessed with this amazing ability and I just want to be able to help people. Well, you are Teresa Caputo, the best of the best. I mean, it's incredible what you do. I, I've seen it firsthand. Um, and then also, I'm just so proud to say that you're also Teresa, my friend. And you're Teresa, my friend, who I'm going to take to happy hour here on Long Island. And thank how about how about to RuPaul? How about to RuPaul? What would you ever come on the show? What? Of course I would. I'm going to send it up the flagpole. Any Anywhere I could ever be around you, Teresa, I would say yes to that, whether it's RuPaul's <laughs> Drag Race or uh, Happy Hour, wherever. I cannot thank you enough for the gift you gave me. And I can't, I, I feel like if, you know, I just moved here to Long Island. I still in Palm Springs, but I'm here now. I feel like if I was seen here with you and get, you gave me the Long Island stamp of approval, I'd have like kind of the key to the city, you know? So you must be... You must be the most famous person ever to, to come. I mean, you represent Long Island. Everywhere you go are people, they must just be so thrilled. You know, people, they, they're so excited. How many people say, I want to thank you for doing what you do, how much your show has helped me, your books, whatever it is. And people are just so grateful. And it's just, so, I mean, and people are literally, they'll be like, hey, Teresa. I'm like, hey. And my mom will be like, who's that? I'm like, 
I don't know. Does someone say it a lot? Like it's, you know, <laughs> but I, it's because you bring joy. I just don't think people realize what I do is so much more than uh, me communicating with people that have died. Spirit has this amazing way of restoring our faith. And, you know, I use the pandemic as um, another platform to kind of stress this. You know, we might not have lost a loved one over the past couple of years, but we've all lost something through the pandemic. And it was interesting because my last book that I wrote, Good Morning, M-O-U-R-N-I-N-G, I These wrote- These titles are killing yeah. me. They're so good. <laughs> so good, Teresa. Um, good grief. Good morning. <laughs> Oy vey. <laughs> that's yeah, going so to be my I next just... book. <laughs> <laughs> Mother Teresa. Oy vey. <laughs> Oy vey. Yeah. So good. I'm so impressed. But I, I, I felt the need to write the book to talk about how- we mourn losses every day of our life. It's not just a loved one. And it was so interesting. The book was always scheduled to come out in October, 2020. And here it was, I wrote this book about grieving the loss of a friendship, an argument, mm. a job, retirement, finances, a home, so many things that people might have gone through. And it's almost like spirit gives us permission to grieve and to say, you have to grieve these things. Well, it's just part of the process, you know, and yeah. of learning how this whole thing called life works. And I, mm -hmm. I just, I can't thank you for the gift that you gave me enough. This reading on Hey Spirit, Teresa Caputo, you are phenomenal and my new friend and my new happy hour buddy. And I'm just so grateful to know you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Aww. Well, you, I always say, don't thank me. Thank your loved ones. Cause they're the ones that did the work. I was just crazy enough to say the things that they made me feel and show me. <laughs> well, thank you for being the vessel and thank you for being here. And uh, we'll be right thank back you. with my uh, happy ending. It's the best thing I've seen all week. And a humongo thanks to Teresa Caputo. I just love her. And do, and my happy ending this week, the best thing I've seen is my interview on Teresa's podcast, Hey Spirit. Please do me a favor and go listen. I am so grateful for, she did over an hour with me. And I know anybody listening who has lost somebody right now is so envious of that. And I know because what we're craving is this. We're craving to know that the people we love are okay. And I, I don't know, but you know, ever since the first time I went to a psychic after my dad died, I was just 24 years old. He, she told me something that I'm not going to reveal now, but she told me something that gave me something to hold on to. And then grief and pain and sadness, just the thought that maybe, maybe, maybe they are somewhere and that they're okay. Brought me such peace, continues to bring me such peace. And the conversation I had with Teresa on her show uh, her reading of me is, it's got to be heard to be believed. So go listen to Hey Spirit with Teresa. I really want to know what you think. And and if there's someone you want to see on our show or you just want to talk about this show, hit me up on social media. I'm Hello Ross across the board. Until next week. Bye-bye. Hey, it's me, Ross Matthews. Thanks so much for listening. It means a ton. Make sure you like us, give us a good review, and subscribe wherever you listen to your podcasts. And you can find us on video at Cumulus Podcast Network on YouTube.
welcome to Talkville. The Ultimate Smallville Rewatch Podcast. Guest star Sarah Carter as Alicia Baker. Although I didn't really work with her a lot. But Tom did. And they had some real big smoochy scenes. Yeah. Can we talk about that? Could there be any more sex? What was a three-page makeout scene that just kept going? Good Lord. We get it. They have chemistry. Jump in now or catch up on any of the past seasons of Talkville on YouTube or wherever you listen.